This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. The next story is posted by user deleting soon 666 from r slash erotica. The title of this post is Alice's Poker Gangbang Part 2. Sit back and enjoy the story. Alice stands up, her feet a little shaky, as she walks to the direction of the bathroom. Her mind wanders to the contents of the bag, the meeting of Drew's friends, and the events that might transpire later that night. She locks the bathroom door and places the bag next to the sink. Her hand digs into the smooth, matte black paper gift bag, pulling the soft lingerie out. She lays the fabric on the bathroom's countertop, spreading it apart, getting a good look at it. Her breathing hitches as she unravels it. It's a simple outfit, but elegant and sexy still. The two-piece set is white, lacy, and practically see-through. The burlette is a simple white top with simple mesh and lace triangular cups and to thin straps over the shoulders, clasping in back. The accompanied thong leaves, little to the imagination, made of the same mesh and lace. Assuredly see-through or at least very much teasing the fact, and then to wrap around straps for a waistband and g-string through the back. She's a lingerie aficionado herself, and this isn't something she wouldn't wear. But the thought of Drew picking something so intimate is very personal. It seals the fact that she now belongs to him. She puts on her lingerie set and observes herself in the mirror. The soft light from behind the mirror makes her skin glow, and the texture of the lingerie's fabric makes her feel electric. Charged with her own pure, raw sex appeal, she suddenly hears a knock on the door, breaking her days. Alice, it's Drew. Just wanted to check in quickly, to make sure you're good. I'm, I'm okay. Drew can hear the nervousness in her voice. It warms his heart, and he smiles. He can also hear the raspiness, and the slight change in pitch. She's turned on, exactly what he'd hoped. May I come in, Alice? She doesn't say anything, and unlocks the door opening it slightly. Drew takes a deep breath himself and pushes the door open gently. As the door opens, his eyes are filled with the most beautiful and sensuous sight he could imagine. Alice standing in front of the mirror dressed in just the lingerie he'd picked especially for her. Her work outfits are always tasteful, casual, and worn confidently. One can always tell they are thought out, crafted and planned to be so, much like her excellent work. But still, Drew is taken aback. He'd imagined what she looked like underneath, but no imagining could do justice what he saw before him. Alice's youthful olive-toned skin and raven-black hair contrasted the pure white of the lingerie perfectly. Drew had always loved that she has perfect curves in all of the right places, with a softer hourglass figure, a Greek statue silhouette. His eyes are instantly drawn to her ass and the thin white string that is completely devoured by her flesh. Alice, his voice dry and raspy. It looks better than I'd even hoped. She's not sure if he means the lingerie or herself. Her body feels hot all over, not just her cheeks anymore. Thank you, sir. Drew's eyes scan up, soaking in the rest of Alice and her outfit. His eyes meet hers, in the mirror's reflection and his lips curl into a mischievous smile. With her acknowledgement of his gaze, he reaches for her shoulder and turns her around to face him in the room. He scans her from head to toe taking his time on each part of her body as he moves down. Her breasts, pert and pointy, like little torpedoes, with the puffiest areolas and the perkiest nipples he's ever seen in person. Alice, 
You've been hiding things from me, he says smiling. Who knew? Well, sir, I don't think it would be appropriate for me to come to the office looking like this. She laughs. A slight nervousness underneath. He smirks but doesn't respond. He continues down her body, craning his neck as he looks. His eyes soak in her sexy stomach and hips. He can't help but reach out and touch her thighs, steadying himself with her body. A jolt of sexual energy courses through his veins feeling a forbidden piece of her. His gaze, now at his eye level stares at her panties. He gulps, his cock now almost fully hard in his joggers, and assuredly visible. You, don't shave. She looks him in the eyes and replies boldly. No, sir, I don't. Good, I suppose I'm a little surprised. But maybe I shouldn't be. I knew you were different. Drew pauses to gather the right words. I picked correctly. Drew breaks his gaze from her panty-covered bush and looks at her legs, feeling emboldened now to put his hands on them, feeling their softness and smoothness. You're a treat. Drew stands, his heart on clearly visible, sticking out of the front of his pants. He makes no effort to hide it, though he doesn't directly acknowledge it, either. As he stands straighter, Alice raises her arms just a bit towards her face, and he sees an adorable thatch of hair on her pits. He smiles and leans forward to give her a soft kiss on her forehead, the closeness making his hard cock brush against her body. He takes in her smell, as he does, his nostrils filled with her essence, and an involuntary groan escapes. He forces himself to step away from her, and as he does so reaches down to the front of his joggers, pulling them away from his body, and in one motion gripping his hard cock, and aiming it up towards the waistband, to tuck it in and hide it his fat mushroom head visible for just a moment to Alice's widening eyes. The rest of my friends are probably here, or close to it. Put on your dress. Remember our rules. With that he closes the door. Alice immediately puts her dress back on over her new lingerie set. She can hear several different voices, and footsteps echoing in the house. They're here. There's no going back now. She leaves the bathroom, standing a little straighter, exuding more body confidence in herself. She strides down the hall and steps into the main basement room. Three men are sitting on the couch, all whom she doesn't know. They all looked at her as she entered the room. Drew stands beside them, smiling as Alice enters the room. Drew speaks enthusiastically. Boys, I told you I had a surprise. And well, here she is. This is Alice. She'll be our hostess for the evening. He pauses, watching their collective gazes, and their mouths gape at her. Tongues back in your mouths. Guys, you're going to embarrass the poor thing. Alice blushes, pushing her shoulder-length hair behind her ears. She smiles at the three men and manages to say a small hello. Before anyone else can speak, Drew continues. Let me be quite clear. Alice is here because I asked her to be. She is here to assist in my hosting duties. She'll get us drinks. She'll serve us food. Please be kind to her and feel free to tip her for her work. Drew pauses, as his three friends nod, still in a bit of a shock stupor. Also, I've talked to Alice about our plans. If things go well, Alice will be mine tonight, and by extension of me, yours. Anything that happens with Alice and us will stay in this house. I know you guys are good for that. And anything that happens tonight will be consensual and at Alice's discretion. Drew pauses, taking in the room. Do you guys understand? Some yeses and hums are heard around the room. Good. Let's not be weird about it. Drew laughs. Alice, meet the boys. Michael, here on the left. Clark, in the middle. And Matt, on the right. 
Drew puts his hand on the small of her back, pushing her slightly forward. Alice, why don't you take our drink orders? Please, while we get set up around the table, I'll have a bourbon and coke on ice. Please. Yes, sir. She nodded to Drew, and then turned on to the other three men. What will you all be having tonight? The three took turns stumbling over their drink orders, still a bit shocked. Matt, being the most confident requests, an old-fashioned, as expected, and don't muddle the fruit. He adds, Michael asks for a beer on tap, and Clark asks for whatever she'll be having. Alice nods, and walks to the back of the room, getting behind the bar. Immediately, she starts working on their orders. Okay boys, let's play. Drew states, pulling the focus back to the matter at hand. Same house game as normal. $200 buy-in to start. And the dealer calls the game between Hold'em, Omaha, or seven-card stud. We'll allow goofier house rules games as the night carries on. Let's smell that leather, boys. Drew starts to shout excitedly, pulling out his wallet and shaking it to emphasize his point. The guys all groan at stupidity of their dumb tradition, but get out their wallets, shaking them in the air, and pulling out their money. The $800 is collected and put in the poker night cigar box while Michael and Clark start counting out the chips. Michael tries to hand Drew an extra $100 for Alice, while Clark pulls out a $20. Give her the tips, not me guys. I'm not making the drinks, says Drew. Matt snickers when she earns it. I'll tip her. Drew rolls his eyes. Whatever, asshole. Alice keeps quiet behind the bar, listening to their conversation as she mixes and pours the drinks. The task at hand distracts her from the fact that she is still nervous, even behind the bar. Being as invisible as possible, she feels exposed, under close scrutiny. She sets the requested drinks on a tray and makes her way to the table. She slides a glass to Drew. Bourbon and coke for you, sir. Drew smiles, placing his $100 bill onto the tray. He takes a sip. Thank you, Alice. This is perfect. He places the tumbler in the cup holder on the table. And as Alice moves on, handing everyone their drinks, he reaches for her thigh and gives it a playful squeeze. A soft moan of surprise escapes her lips. Next is Michael, who tosses his tip nervously on her tray as he mumbles thanks, unable to make eye contact with the stunning hostess. She hands him his drink and moves on to Clark, Vodka and Sprite. I hope you'll like it as much as I do. Clark smiles, taking a sip and nodding to Alice. Thank you, he says sliding his $20 her way. Matt is last to be served. Save the best for me I hope. I see you found the large ice cubes. That's a good start. He says staring at the last drink on the tray. How many shakes of bitters did you use? Two. Matt takes the drink from the tray and takes a long sip, keeping the alcohol in his mouth for a moment before swallowing. I've had worse, he states plainly. He takes a $5 chip from the table in front of him and flips it onto Alice's now empty tray. You can cash in at the end of the night, like at a real casino, he says laughing. Matt reaches out and gives Alice's ass a little smack as she walks away, frowning to herself. Drew takes this all in, and studies Alice to gauge her reaction. She returns the gaze, but before Drew speaks up, she nods her head subtly and flashes him a thin smile, showing she's okay. Drew sits back, Relaxing, glad to see she's going to be able to handle herself. Matt can be a jerk, but he's not a bad guy and Drew knows he won't break any hard limits or he'll be swiftly removed. Drew turns his attention back to the table 
Let's play cards, he says spreading a fresh shuffled deck face down across the table. For each player to draw a card, to see who will be the first dealer. Matt pipes up, wait, wait, wait. Before we draw, let's make it more interesting. The three others pull their arms back listening. How about, whoever draws the lowest card, has to chug their drink. They all look at each other gauging reactions. Like we never left high school. Clark says laughing, but all three shrug and agree to the prop bet. Matt draws first, flipping over a jack of spades. Clark the six of hearts, and Michael a queen of spades. Drew is last to go. Shit, Drew groans, as the table sees the two of diamonds on the table. Clark laughs, breathing a sigh of relief, and Drew grabs his tumbler. Pretty bullshit I have to chug a bourbon instead of a beer, but whatever. Cheers, assholes. He says playfully as he lifts the glass to his lips and tips his head back, letting the drink pour down his throat quickly. He finishes and shakes the remaining ice cubes in the glass. Alice, I'm empty, he yells. Another, sir? She chuckles. Drew nods, yes, but maybe I should be switching to beer. I can already see where tonight's headed. Coming right up, sir. She pours the beer in a 45 angle, then 90, creating the perfect ratio between beer and foam. She then walks over to Drew's direction, with the tall glass of beer balancing on the tray, setting it on the table. Drew thanks her and she nods, starting to walk away back to the bar. Actually, Alice. Wait. She turns and he asks, Sweetly, could you run up to the kitchen and bring us down a snack? I have all of the items for a charcuterie board in the fridge. Of course, sir. I'll be back. She strides out of the basement, leaving the four men. 